couple shots before we get started with the podcast. Okay. You are listening to Black and Behind the Scenes. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And this is Black and Behind the Scenes. So what's up, Brittany? What's been going on? It's one week before Christmas. That it is. And um, everyone's in the holiday bustle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, I've done all my gifts. How about awesome. you? No, not yet. So you're a last-minute um, shopper? I'm a last-minute everything, for the most part. <laughs> um, I, get, I get over-anxious with all the crowds and all the people. I'm like one of those people who gets up super early in the morning to go grocery shopping to get it done. And not being in the crowds. And so this is just overwhelming me with all the people and all the cars and everything out. Okay. And about at all times of the day. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. I still haven't gotten over that yet. I'm still well, working you know, on that. you can purchase things online. Although, it's probably too late to get things online now. Yeah. Unless you, like, expedite it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, we have Amazon Prime. So, oh, okay. yeah. So, well, you best that to works. Get to clicking, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> industry this week all right guys it has been kind of slow but some some great news to start um off the show um an update on the former first african-american female president of abc channing dungy um if you guys remember a few episodes ago i discussed channing dungy's was stepping down from her position as the president of abc network after her two-year contract ended Mm -hmm. Well, I have amazing news to report and surprising update for you guys. It has just been announced by Variety that Miss Dungy will be the vice president of original content for Drumroll. Let me guess, let me guess. I'm gonna say King Bearish Projection Company. Good good nah, close. Okay. Close, <laughs> close but for Netflix. Oh wow. <laughs> Which she will start in February. Okay. So. That's a good look. It, it's amazing look. And I told you, remember, I was like, I wonder what she's going to do. Like, yeah. she's a smart woman. I know she knows the industry ins yeah. and outs. And she, you know, she has a little context. Okay. So she is going over to Netflix. Wow. And in her new role, she'll be uh, setting strategic um, de- uh, directions and overseeing large portions of Netflix's upcoming slate, mm-hmm. including their deals with Shonda Rhimes, mm-hmm. Kenya Barris, mm-hmm. um, Barack, and Michelle Obama, um, among other productions as well. Okay. So yeah, girlfriends doing Super big excited. things. Super yes. Excited. And she says, "I'm drawn to the forward-thinking, risk-taking, and creative culture at Netflix." And the deeply talented people there. Okay. Given that ABC, the place I've called home for nearly 15 years, represents the golden standard of television broadcast, it feels like the perfect next step for me to join Netflix, the unparalleled leader in streaming. Mm-hmm. I am, I am uh, excited about the challenges ahead and the opportunity to forego new relationships and exciting um, new reunions with incredible talent. So, I thought that was amazing, and 
I'm not surprised that she's heading over yeah. to Netflix at all. Okay. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really dope to get a follow-up on her story and what she's going to be doing and the projects that we're going to um, see her have her hands in. So That's a good look. Way to close the end of the year with it another is. black woman yes. securing the bag. Absolutely. And the boardroom. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that really, really exciting. Um I'm super happy for her, and I'm not, again, I'm not shocked that that happened at all. <laughs> all right, so next up, um, Lena Waithe and Byron Tyree Henry mm-hmm. are teaming up this January to host the annual Independent Spirit Award nominee brunch in Los Angeles. Okay. Okay, during this ceremony, Waithe and Henry will uh, will be giving away a quarter of a million dollars in um, filmmaker grants. Wow. This ceremony will be near, well, this ceremony is near and dear to Lena Waite's heart because it helped uh, launch the Project Dear White People. Mm -hmm. Um, And she also gave the Diversity Speaks keynote address, and they also helped her screen The Shy when she was um, pitching Mm -hmm. that and Mm -hmm. um, getting that together. And she stated, Lena stated that, it's a real filmmaker community commitment to celebrating original voices, and I'm proud to serve as honorary chair. Um, the four categories that they will be giving um, a quarter of a million dollars away um, are the Bonnie Award, which recognizes a mid-career female director, and that's for fifty thousand dollars. The Truther, True, oh sorry, the Truer Than Fiction Award that is presented to emerging directors of non-film. Um, of nonfiction features who have not received significant recognition, which is for $25,000. The Someone to Watch Award, which recognizes a talented filmmaker of singular vision who has not received appropriate recognition. That's another $25,000. And then the Producer Award. And this is awarded to emerging producers who, despite highly limited resources, demonstrate the creativity tenacity and vision required to produce quality independent films so that's another twenty five thousand dollars that they'll be giving away in january okay yeah so i thought that was a great initiative that they are able to host and um be a part of and helping to spark other people um in the industry as independent filmmakers to get their project started yeah because what everybody needs um to produce and make things is money yeah funding yes absolutely (laughs) Okay, in all cool. ways, shapes, and forms. So, um, amazing things that are coming up in the new year. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. And that's it for the industry rundown, guys. That's it. <laughs> that's oh, it. Very short and simple. This yeah, week. short and sweet. Okay. So we are back and it's time for the spotlight. Um, so this, uh, because this is our last episode for this season, um, we will be spotlighting our show. Um, so we'll just be talking about kind of the highlights that we've had for the show and um, kind of some of the behind the scenes work that we have done for the show and where we want to see the show at in the future. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh Brittany, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Wow. <laughs> wow. What <laughs> what is one of the highlights for um the show this year for you? Hmm. I would say one of my favorite highlights was um oh wow. <laughs> When we did our um, Black Panther 
show. Although yeah. it wasn't supposed to be a Black Panther show. It, it was not. Ended up being like a Black, pa- yeah. Black Panther, <laughs> a Wakanda Forever Absolutely. Um, show because we were so excited and um, for for that particular film and mm-hmm. all that it, it did for the culture. Yeah. Um, I would say that was probably my favorite one because we just were so excited. Like We could have talked hours and hours and yeah, hours. Yeah, that's um, for sure. You know, just digesting the whole film and, and breaking down all these nuances and the mm-hmm. brilliance of Brian Coogler yes. and all the actors. And so um, I would say that's one of my highlights. Nice. Yeah, that's a good you? one. Um, I would say, honestly, the one that stands out the most would be the uh, Black Women Who Animate. Oh, okay, yes. Yes, so that initiative, I wasn't familiar with the group of women um, at all prior to the show. And Mm -hmm. when we introduced them to our audience, I fell in love with what they did and Mm -hmm. the fact that this is something that they're they're aware that there's a shortage of and that we have to make our presence in, you know, and Mm -hmm. have it be known. And those women, I follow them on Instagram. I just love what they've been doing and the fact that they have been able to, you know, acquire partnerships with Carson Network and just do a lot of the major things that they're doing in the industry and their first annual, um, event they hosted this year was, you know, I'm pretty sure a success and um, that's where they announced their grant and I just thought it was awesome. So it just yeah. takes me back to my childhood and I'm just happy future kids of children of color will be able to see themselves through animation and other areas of um, entertainment also. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I, in addition to that, I think one of the things that I liked about this season um, is that we really did highlight some um, and spotlights since we're talking about mm-hmm. yeah. um, some amazing black, um, not only creators and talent, but also programs yes. and initiatives. Mm-hmm. That we were not familiar with prior. Right. Yeah. Um, for black women or black content makers mm-hmm. to get involved with. And um, again, I think one of the missions for this program, when Antoinette um, wanted it to come um, to fruition, mm-hmm. was she wanted to put this, information out there because if you have the information you know about it then you can go ahead and apply to these programs apply to these grants um or reach out to some of these these content creators who are making moves and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um because if you have that knowledge then you can move forward you know and a lot of times what holds um a lot of people of color content creators back is the lack of knowledge Absolutely. on how to move forward, who to contact, right. what are the best um, avenues for introduction, mm-hmm. what are the best programs, and what are the best initiatives. So I think we did a really good job of highlighting some of those those programs Absolutely. Um, and, and initiatives. Um, and we're just looking forward to you know, introducing you guys to more, more of that, Absolutely. especially if you're a content creator. Mm-hmm. Or, and if you're not a content creator and you're just a fan of black media, mm-hmm. um, it's still good to know because then you can look out for amazing um, talent that's out there Absolutely. because there's tons of talent that's out there that's not in the big box office mm-hmm. or on network broadcast TVs or not even on streaming giants right. like Amazon or Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to present a gamut right. of, of varied um you know, pool of talent. Absolutely. From the big networks to the small. Absolutely. Independence everywhere. Like, just 
you know, digital series to if you're making content on YouTube. I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's You're getting your visions out there. You're getting your thoughts. You're getting your creativity out there. And I just love feeding that environment and just feeding that creativity because it, it's only going to inspire others to do the same. Yep. So we have to encourage and inspire each other to do um yeah, to stay creative, basically. Yeah, I mean, duh, we're black and behind the scenes. Yeah, we you know. you the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so anything else? Um, no, you hit the nail on the head with everything. <laughs> like, okay. it's pretty much under the sun of what I appreciated about this season, how we dived more into just the initiatives that we found, and we mm-hmm. were able to give that knowledge to our audience. So, yep. definitely. Cool. Yeah, so the other part of this was what was some of the challenges you had this season for the show? So okay. we're giving the behind the scenes behind right. the scenes. Right, so some of the challenge, <laughs> yeah. challenges were mm-hmm. finding those initiatives and those yeah. content creators because, yeah. all, like I said, that stuff is not um, easily accessible Mm-mm. and known. No. So you have to kind of do deep dives. Yeah. Um. So I would say... That is probably one of the challenges. And then also, um, I don't want to say time. Well, yeah, no time. Mm-hmm. No. Because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you can say that, girl. <laughs> time. Um, the time that it takes to prepare. Yeah. Um, we have weekly meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, so the time you have to take out of your schedule to have your meetings right to prepare your own individual notes right. outside of that meeting mm-hmm. um for Antoine, Antoinette and I to uh say okay we usually have a set time of when we're recording mm-hmm. but it's been kind of crazy with my job lately um like okay when can you do it can you do this day no I can't do that day right um so, in addition to finding time to continue to provide you guys the information for this, just time for other stuff because we're right. also working on other creative projects. Right. We are creative people. And, <laughs> we are. Uh, <laughs> we also have lives and families yes. and relationships and mm-hmm. friends and um, household chores. Oh, yeah, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, All of the above. You know, so, just finding the time to... Um, to to just navigate and do all of these things but i will say this that it has not been a burden Mm. um because i really do enjoy um doing a podcast and Mm -hmm. as i said last season um Antoinette brought this this is her baby black and behind the scenes is her brainchild and so when she said hey I'm thinking about doing this and I want you to participate. I never in my wildest dream would have been like, I want to do a podcast just because I was, you know, I didn't think one, I have the voice for radio or no one would want to listen to what I'm saying or all that stuff, the negativity that you think that right. will keep you from um, pursuing anything. Mm-hmm. But um, it's been, uh, I would say a beautiful surprise. <laughs> doing this podcast yes. and I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm looking for us to to grow and be even bigger yeah, absolutely. Um, in, 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 in oncoming years for sure for sure absolutely yeah um, I would have to say you are an amazing co-host and I don't think I could have found anyone better to to help assist with this like to help and be a partner in this process because although 
it is, it really is a hassle of getting your times together, people, yeah. and coming to be able to give your energy to something else after you've worked 8, 10, 12, 13 mm -hmm. hours a day and, mm -hmm. you know, put the time and effort to, to write this, you know, outline your script to know what you're going to talk about. It's a lot of work. It, it really, is. it really, really is. And then we do the online social media part yeah. and the, the editing. And it's, so it's just, it's a lot. Um, I would say my biggest challenge has been for me is just... Um, continuing to to do the show and I don't mean it in a bad way not in a bad way it's just more so like um uh continuing to to press on because a lot of times as a creative me myself this is something that I struggle with is that I'll have an idea and it's great and it's fabulous and I start the process and I'm doing a few of it and then it's just like boom it falls off a little bit mm. so my my biggest challenge has been me just saying okay we got to keep doing this we got to keep and that's where the beauty of you and Acilia come right. in because you guys help yeah. keep me on track regardless of what's happening and so um, it's just held everything together. Yeah, you know, now you have a team. I have a team. You, you can't disappoint. You can't disappoint the team. Yeah. You accountable. yeah, absolutely. So I love that aspect of it, and just um, it it just it's a lot. It really is. It, it really it, is. It's a lot. Um, because even though this program is what forty five minutes, thirty mm -hmm. minutes, we um, it, it, <laughs> it's a lot to yeah. um. I would say time consuming to, like I said, prep. Mm -hmm. And then the most time consuming that I didn't even think about was um, marketing yourself. Yeah. And then also um, creating a social media platform presence. and presence. Right. And it's, like, it's a lot. Yeah, that's a whole nother beast. Ooh, that, that can take literally hours out of your day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you want to do it successfully, it's something that you should like invest some good amount of time in. But yeah. like Antoine say, when you're working full time mm -hmm. and then you're also managing other aspects of your life, it can be a daunting process. And um I can I can see how you would like how you can't easily get burnt out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why when I say I need a break, it's because I just need a break. <laughs> you need a break. <laughs> I need a break. But no, I have to say I absolutely do love the show. I never thought that I would um, actually be brave enough to get in front of a mic and yeah. talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is something completely different and outside of my character. So mm -hmm. that's another hurdle I've been dealing with is um, speaking in front of not so much of an... Well, it is an audience. It like, an audience. yeah, you have an audience. You may not be right in front of me, but you're hearing everything that I'm saying. So that has been daunting <laughs> within yeah. itself for me. Um, but well, yeah. because you put yourself out there to yeah. Judge, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So it's a lot. It is a lot, but, but yeah, we, like it. we love it. So that's what. <laughs> so this is our segue to the next portion. Okay. Brittany, what do you look forward to um, next year for the show? So next year, I'm looking forward to um, one of my goals is to have guests on the show. Yes, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yes. Yes. So I want to. Um, have content makers mm -hmm. um, and creators on the show, um, as well as those who are um, just fans of any particular um, genre or particular um, media mm -hmm. medium out there. Absolutely. Um, of any type of black programming. Uh, what do you call it? Critics. Mm -hmm. 
um, have fans, fans, lovers, whatever. yeah, whatever. You know, if you like black and behind the scenes and you like a particular show, like um, like we did hope for Love Is, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you like feel like you are an expert on that, yeah, we would love to have you on the show just to talk, bounce ideas off of absolutely and, and stuff like that. So that's my goal is to have more guests, mm-hmm. and so you can hear actual voices, yes. And opinions yes. about because sometimes it's like Antoinette and I are speaking and we're telling you how it is, but you may really need to hear from another person who can Absolutely. tell you how it is, mm-hmm. who's also in this industry, right? Yeah, so, um, just to get a different perspective. Just to get it, yeah, yeah. You know, not everyone feels the way that we feel about certain things, right? So. Absolutely. Um, that's my goal. Nice. Um, I would have to say my goal is. Oh my god, my foot's asleep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no, my goal is to. Um, okay, guys. So, so this is some drama that's happening to me personally right now. Is that I got a recorder for my birthday for this show, right? <laughs> and I had the past. This was back in September. I mean, the past four months have been hell for me in this recorder. <laughs> Because I've been wanting, it's it's an amazing recorder, and I really wanted to use it because the mics that we have now are not the best in the world, and just, I swear, if it's not the recorder itself, it's the freaking mics that I bought with it, they're not the right mics, and if it's not the mics, it's the adapter that doesn't go with the mics and goes into the recorder, and so I've been fighting back and forth with Amazon, with B&H, I swear, with, with trying to get what I need for this recorder, so... My goal for next year is to have new equipment for the show. Okay. okay? <laughs> new equipment. Because I've been lugging my laptop. I've been lugging the mics. I've been lugging a lot of crap yeah. to come record the show. And I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. So at least next year I'll have smaller equipment. We'll have just like one doom buggy and we're good to go to yeah. record. Because that that's a lot within itself. But I'm also looking forward to... Um, just revamping the show itself. Like, mm-hmm. that's going to be fun. I'm mm-hmm. just really excited. We have some cool stuff in mind for you guys next season. So, definitely stay tuned. Um, we just have some new stuff that we're going to present to you. So, it's, that's going to be super exciting. So, yeah. yeah. Anything else for spotlighting black and behind the scenes? Um, no. If you guys want to let us know what your favorite highlights were from the show... Um, definitely reach out to us um, on social media or anywhere. And also, if you like Black and Behind the Scenes, if you enjoy our program, share it with your friends and Absolutely. your family, especially those who um, you feel like are media enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, or love any of the shows that we talk about yeah. or you want us to talk about. Um, and rate us on iTunes. Um and Google Play, on any platform that you actually listen to us on, please go ahead and rate us and leave us a comment down there and we want to see what you guys have to say. Please, please, please. Absolutely. That type of engagement um, helps as far as absolutely um, increasing our visibility. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right. That's it. All righty. So, you guys, it's time for us. Spoiler alert. Yes, spoiler alert. Yes. It's the week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about holiday movies. Yes, holiday, holiday, <laughs> holiday. Um, Christmas is my favorite season, <laughs> my favorite holiday. And um, I'm always like, 
I need to watch a Christmas movie. I need to listen to Christmas songs. <laughs> I probably watched probably a dozen Christmas movies already. Just oh, because wow. I really love, you mm-hmm. know, the season. Yeah. So, one in particular that I watched this season was The Holiday Calendar. Yes. Released on Netflix mm-hmm. November 2nd. Mm-hmm. It's a rom-com. Yes. And it is about a struggling but talented photographer inherits an antique holiday advent calendar, the contents of which seem to predict the future. Um, I'm not going to give you the director and the writer because they're not black. And I, I hate to be like that, but it's irrelevant. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it stars Kat Graham, mm-hmm. who plays Abby. And for you, got those who um, who are thinking about where have I heard that name or seen her before, she played uh, Jada in the All Eyes on Me Tupac movie. Oh my goodness, that is that her? That's her. Wow, she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Not to say she wasn't in the All Eyes on Me, but the All Eyes on Me was a debacle within itself. So. Yeah, and so, that movie that, she looks older. She and did. This movie, she looked younger. Super young. That's why I guess I didn't recognize her. For some reason, I thought she was also in Hit the Floor or. I felt that I saw her from there also, but she's not. I think I'm confusing her with another actress, but okay. yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> um, so uh, it's Kat Graham. Quincy Brown plays Josh, her best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so Abby and Josh are best friends. Quincy Brown, of course, is um, son of Albie Shore and the late Kim Porter. Yeah. Um, and then also um, Ron Cephas Jones. Who plays the grandpa? Yeah. Just for your reminder, Ron mm-hmm. Cephas Jones plays William um, on This Is Us. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And one of my favorite roles, although very minuscule, um, is Ice on Paid and Fuel, Full. full. Um, <gasps> oh, my God, you're right. Oh, like girl, yes. Making Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. I watched that like two weeks ago. Yes. Ice. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, back to the right. Holiday. I, I, I yeah. digress. We're Calendar. talking about holidays. Right. So, like I said, <laughs> the movie is about those two, um, Abby and Josh, their best friends. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's predictable that they're gonna fall in love right. and yeah. be um together. Mm-hmm. But it was just a cute holiday film. I mean, it was very cute. like I said, predictable predictable mm-hmm. but cute mm-hmm. reminded me of a lifetime movie something that you would that's see what i felt that very much so lifetime vibes mm-hmm. definitely yep. very little cheese little cheese oh yeah no it was extra cheesy <laughs> extra corny um like i said very predictable but it's but not cute. one of those movies that i'll be like don't waste your time it's no cute. it's cute it's definitely something you can watch with the family yeah i and think especially so especially if you like some of those holiday um Lifetime movies, like I saw one recently with um Tia, um Mary Harcourt. Oh, I've heard about that oh, one. Let me say that. I saw one recently <laughs> with Tia Mary in it. Um, again, another rom com Christmas story. Right. Lifetime also had another one that um came out this season called The Christmas Pack with Kyla Pratt and um Jasmine Guy was in there and Kadeem oh. Harrison. Okay, um, nice. That was on Lifetime. Yeah, I heard about it. I wasn't able to catch it because... Yeah. Yeah, but... But so, it, it, I mean, it's the same type of movie and even the holiday calendar and the Christmas pack with Kyle Pratt <laughs> is the same type of movie. Two best friends falling in love mm-hmm. with each other and like, you know, this kind of will they, won't they dance. Oh, okay. Not yeah. seeing 
the um what's right in front of me this whole time was you <laughs> those rom-com movies yeah um so yeah if you can go to netflix definitely watch the holiday calendar mm-hmm. um and you know what i also did not feel like um quincy brown <laughs> <laughs> i feel like he did um decent as an actor yeah he wasn't bad it was it was okay it wasn't yeah yeah. Now, we'll see how he does in some more challenging. Okay, roles. did you see him in um Love? It was with uh Kiki Palmer. Um no. no. And now uh, who was the other guy that was in? I can't think of the other person's name, but it was one of the guys who played her brother. But what movie was he in where he played a teenager? And, um... Oh, Ace... No, um... He was in Dope. Yeah, he was in Dope. And it was Brotherly Love. Yes. Yeah, Brotherly Love. I was about to say Love. Love is the other movie with Common. And, um... Yeah. What's the character... What's the boy who played, um... Tariq on Power? Those two are in that movie, Love. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two different movies. Um, Um... so he was in Dope and Dope. Brotherly Love. I yes. have not seen Brotherly Love, but Brotherly Love is on Netflix. So Yeah, that's where I saw that. Of- yeah, Brotherly Love. I thought he did a good job in Brotherly Love. Okay. That's why he's not he's not bad. I think it was just the cheesiness of the role that yeah. probably kind of made him look kind of corny. But he's yeah. I think he's a good actor. I yeah. think he has potential yeah, to grow and he's into super it. Cute, so he's adorable. We'll we'll give him Pass. Yeah, he did. We're looking forward to. <laughs> he's good and dope too. That was just cute. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what he'll bring for yeah. in the new year. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's all I have for us Christmas movies. Um, I do want to ask you, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Okay, so two categories. Mm-hmm. You have your favorite Christmas movie and then mm-hmm. your favorite Black Christmas movie. Okay, so that's easy. So, <laughs> so I have okay my favorite Christmas movie. So I have a sick sense of humor, people. So my favorite non-Black Christmas movie is Bad Santa. <laughs> all the way really? home. <laughs> yes, at Absolutely. That and Elf are my two favorites. So I can't like, (laughs) I cannot. Those are my two favorite non-black Christmas movies. Okay. Okay. How about you? Okay. Um, non-black Christmas movies. I really like, um, I like Elf, (laughs) but my favorite non-black Christmas movie is Love Actually. Why do I feel like I haven't seen that? What? <laughs> Why do I feel like Blast I haven't? I don't feel like I've Love seen that. Love is the British is it's a British movie. I haven't seen that. What? I have not. Oh. Oh, oh. oh man. Okay, well at least I have to go watch it now. You like it? I'm pretty sure it's somewhere on some of the streaming services that it's I have. It's on Netflix because trust, I don't okay. watched it several. Times. Well, I'm excited now because I love finding new um holiday movies to watch. So I can go watch that. Okay, so my favorite black Christmas movie. Yes, what is your favorite black Christmas movie? Oh, see, it's hard. I don't have just one. I have movies. So I like, um, of course, The Preacher's Wife is a classic. Oh, yeah. And then one of the newer ones that I think is hilarious and I can watch this all the time year round is um Almost Christmas. The David E. Talbert story 
with um, Monique. Um, oh, yeah. I think yes. I just saw that recently. Yes. Yeah. I love that movie. It's not bad. That was good. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I thought that. I thought that's a classic. That goes down in the classics, definitely. I thought that was really good. Um, my favorite black Christmas movie. It's fairly recent. I mean, not recent within the last couple of years, but recent as in the past ten years. Um, is this Christmas? Um, I absolutely love that movie, and I remember going to go see it in the theater when it came out because it was only in limited release theaters, yeah. and um, I absolutely loved it. I think it was because of Chris Brown. He kind of sold it for me. Yeah. Um, it's just that music video he did for the for the movie itself, and mm-hmm. then his just part. It's just it's everything. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, Idris Elba in there also. Like yeah. you can't Columbus, can't go wrong. Sure. Columbus Shore, Loretta Devine, Loretta Devine. You know, you it, just, was it was an all star, all star, all around. Um, Regina King. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong. So I love that's one of my best. Alonzo. Yeah, yes. it had a lot of good people in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, David Banner. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 and if my friend is listening to this, she would tell you that I love David Banner. Really? I do. I think nice. he is so sexy. Okay. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> no, I think he's like, it's something about him mm-hmm. that gives me like a boing if I see you. <laughs> you know, that one type of thing. Yeah. But no, I love David Banner. I love yeah. him in that movie too. I think he's awesome. Yeah. I think he's amazing. But uh yeah, that's my favorite. I mean, okay, another favorite of mine, which is not really a Christmas movies, is The Five Heartbeats. And I know that's not I know, it's not a Christmas movie. But I watched it around the holidays and I got it for a Christmas gift one year. So it's my favorite. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna let you have it. I love them. I mean no, it's not, but you everybody watches it around the holidays. Like, come on, you have to watch The Five Heartbeats. I mean, I love the five heartbeats, but I don't know if I'm trying to watch it during the holidays. Oh, goodness, yes. It gives it me holiday a, vibes. But you know what? The Five Heartbeats is one of those movies where, like, if you have a family, I don't want to say gathering. gathering. Yeah, yeah, no, gathering, gathering, yes. And you it's talking on. about watching, a, you want to watch a film, nobody's going to be like, no, to Five Heartbeats. No, Everybody's that's definitely, like, turn that on. Put that on so mm-hmm. it can be like, um, what is... <laughs> No, I'm not doing I'm not going to because you're going to make me hit the note and then it's not going to be right. <laughs> so everybody can sing like at a time, you yeah. know? So, yes. Okay, I'm going to let you have it. Oh, no. All right. So that wraps up. Well, not really wraps up spoiler alert because we want to talk about this was a great year yes. for black content. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so you guys want to know. Yes. Um. There's actually four black films or films with black directors this year that gross over a hundred million dollars in the box office domestically. Domestically. I'm not talking about globally. Amazing, guys. Domestically. Amazing. Those four films are um, The Equalizer. Mm, I still haven't seen that yet. Yes. That was a really good film. Better than the first. Mm -hmm. Um, And it for those who are not really familiar with Antoine um, as a um, household name, I should mm-hmm. say, he also directed Training Day. Yes. And then the first Equalizer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that grossed over $100 million. Um, Of course, Black Panther mm-hmm. with Ryan Coogler. Right. A Wrinkle in Time with Ava DuVernay. Yes. And then Creed 2. Mm-hmm. Those are the four movies that grossed over... Um, 
$100 million domestically this year. That's awesome. That's amazing. Awesome. Amazing. And especially two of those directors are very young. Mm-hmm. Um, young directors to be grossing that amount of money right. in the box office. Um, that's a huge, 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 huge um, achievement yeah. in their young career. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to elevate them to even more. Right. I can't wait to see um, more projects from them. Their names are going to be on lists of mm-hmm. top directors to tap into. To Definitely. Um, also, something unique about Antoine that uh, I found out. Apparently, they're going to um, redo Scarface. And it's rumored that he is going to direct that. And I'm excited because if you like Training Day and you like his direction in Training Day, then you might like how he does Scarface. Can I not tell you that Scarface is one of my all-time favorite movies in the whole world? Y'all, Antoinette Loki, a thug. I grew up in some hard times, okay? <laughs> she a thug, yo. That is my all-time favorite Like, Scarface is like, yeah, that's my, really? that's my movie, yes. Okay, so are you here? My God. Um, for Antoine. Absolutely. I had no, I didn't even know about that. That's amazing. So when is this supposed to be coming out? Like next year or like Oof. it's going to be a while? I don't and know. who's going to be in it? Like I, I need to, know. okay, I'm going to have to research all of this. I just know that he's rumored to, um, oh, goodness. Look, she's <laughs> she, he's rumored to, um, to direct it. Oh, this is exciting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I would say out of those four films, I really did like all of them. I would say my favorites, of course, are Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Creed 2. Those okay. are my two out of the four of my favorite. How about you? Did you have a favorite black film this year? I did, and I had to think about it because we saw so many films this year. Yep. Oh, my. I don't think I've ever seen this many movies in one year, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. So I would have to give it to The Hate You Give. Okay. I would have to give it to that. Um, just the story behind the, the film and the message and mm-hmm. just the even the director um was just i just liked everything i just, I just felt immersed into the movie so okay yeah yeah okay. Mm-hmm. but you know what one thing i hate to um preemptively close out the year because if bill street could talk um yeah. is coming out soon mm-hmm. if not already out I no think. it's coming out in um christmas day okay yes and I absolutely love barry jenkins yeah. like love what he did in moonlight yeah. and i'm feeling like that's going to be one of my top favorites because his it, direction. Yeah. Uh, easily it could be. And that's the crazy part is that uh, we're, you know, this is the last show. We're not able to review it, but yeah. oh, we will definitely come back with our thoughts on that next year. Oh, for sure. However, um, that could easily be probably our, the best film in 2018. And it hasn't, you know, closed out. Uh, it, I mean, that's probably why they pushed it back to Christmas. Like they know what they're doing. They know they're, they're making anticipation. Like even yeah, I have higher hopes for that. Yeah, I have high yeah. So, um, but those are my two favorite. I also thought about because not only was it a good year in the box office, mm-hmm. it also was a good year um, on the small screen. Mm-hmm. And I would say my favorite new black programming this year was The Shy with Lena Waite. Ah, I didn't even think about the, my favorite black uh, favorite new programming, and I would have to give it to The Shy also mm-hmm. because that was pleasantly surprising my hands down favorite show like I loved it from the first episode and that's when I knew okay well stars you get my coins (laughs) because um 
Yeah, it's that that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That that's a great show. Yeah, so we're looking forward to even more content to come out. Black content in two thousand nineteen. A lot of black people got first look deals. Um, a lot of people signed on to um, produce content for Netflix. Mm-hmm. The Shy is coming back on. Insecure has been renewed. Um, I don't know if we're going to get another black... We're not getting another Black Panther next year. But probably the next year. Yeah, the, year the following year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, we are getting another one. We're getting another Widows. That's going to be another. Okay. I mean, it hasn't been confirmed, but that's just my, you know, my... Yes, is that they're going to do another. I thought you but, was talking about some facts. No, about- no, 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 no. And I had a co-worker who saw the, the film this weekend, and she was like, yeah, they left it kind of open-ended. And I was okay. like, yeah, I think because they're going to do a sequel to that. I can see that coming. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to another great year of content. Definitely. And let me do a correction really quick, guys. The Shy airs on Showtime. Sorry, not Stars. Exactly. <laughs> it's Showtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only thing that airs on Stars is Power. Right. Which should die. Um, but yeah, that's-, that's a whole nother. We'll see what's going on with that. Because yeah. that is... We, Angela, Jesus Christ, girl. Oh, don't we... Go okay. away. We're, yeah, we we're, not going, we're not going to get into that. We digress because no. we've already talked about that. Yeah, we have. How it's much not, uh, we have a disdain dis- for that yeah, character. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um... Just before we wrap out, who was your favorite director this year? Really quick. If you had to give it to someone, who would it be? Okay, I'm going to give it to Capital Jr. for Creed 2. Because I was pleasantly surprised that Creed 2 was a, slightly a little bit better than the first Creed. I've heard that. And um, I've heard that. Also, I just felt like he did a great job of standing out and bringing his own direction Mm -hmm. into the film, but also keeping true to the direction that was already um, previously set in the first film. So I'm going to give it to him. Nice. um, Because I think he has some great talent, and I'm excited to see where he is. Uh, Well, not where he is, where he will take it. Right. um, His career in the future. Nice. And I'm going to have to give it to Stephen McQueen for Widows. Okay. Um, okay. I, the, the pans that he did in that film, just the shots that he had, mm-hmm. um, were just, it blew me away and they were very noticeable to me. And that's something mm-hmm. that, um, like the hate you give, that was very noticeable to me too. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, Moonlight was all, you know, just certain, certain movies, like stuff really stands out and that stood out to me for sure. Yeah. Um, his eye for that. So I, I love <laughs> Widows. I think he did a great yeah. job. And you know, as a content creator... You all you look at those things um, with a little bit uh, extra eye critique. Yeah. So when you see some of the things like you saw in mm-hmm. um, Widows and yeah. then what I saw in Creed Two with like the slow motion right. and all of that, like I was like, oh wow, he's right. really taking it mm-hmm. there, or he's evoking this type of emotion for this time. Right. And, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, you pay attention. A little you pay bit attention that. a little bit mm-hmm. more versus. You may I won't want to say the average audience member, but you know, not everyone is looking at it that way. And right. I'm like sometimes I look at things and I'm like, I wonder why did they choose that shot or same. I don't know if I would do that or you know if it conveys the same message because yeah. depending on how what shot you have and what angle you have that can convey completely different messages. Different messages. So yeah, I totally get it. So yeah. 
that's why it takes probably me a little bit longer to process the film itself because I'm looking at so many other different things within the film that I have to watch it a couple of times to be able to get everything. But right. that is what stood. I was like, wow, that's dope. Like, he did some cool stuff here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, then that's cool. Um, no Tyler Perry movies. Uh, there was a boot too. Uh, we had acrimony. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> Are you? I just did that to uh, bait her into a discussion. Oh no! So all I'm gonna ask you: Are you going to the play next year? No. Oh, no, okay. I'm not. I'm uh, not going to um, to see Medea although, for the last time. No. No, no. Although I will say that the plays are better than the films. Mm-hmm. I've been to a play. I'm not going to yeah. spend my coins <laughs> on it if somebody wants to take me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go, but I'm not spending that one dime on it. Yeah, no. I do want to go to more plays in the future, though. I have us review them, actually. That's something that, yeah, something I would love to see us do later um, to add to our, um, I guess, list of content that we look take a look at. So, okay. we'll see. I'm for it. Yeah, just not that one. Yeah, so, <laughs> on that note, guys... <laughs> You can always follow us on Instagram at Black and Behind the Scenes and also our personal pages. You can find me at Antoinette Tope, like the color. And I'm at Brittany Khan. Yes, and if you would like to send us an email and write us and tell us how much you love the show and what parts of the show you loved, um, because it is wrapping up. And um, yeah, at, you just send us an email at blackandbehindthescenes at gmail.com. And until next year, guys, have a happy new year and safe holiday. And we'll see you in 2019. Yeah. Bye, you guys. Bye.